You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. Hope you enjoyed our interview with Jeremiah here on the Fly the W670 podcast. We are now going to continue to talk about voices of baseball. Right, Crowley with Ford Frick Award is going to come out. The announcement is going to come soon, and there are down to 10 finalists. We've got a finalist on the south side and the north side of Chicago. Yeah, um, during the winter meeting. So we're going to find out. They're going to make an announcement on December 7th, okay? So uh, roughly a a little bit over a week away, they're going to make the announcement on the Ford Frick Award. And so there are 10 finalists, and the Ford Frick Award, if you're not, is is excellent in baseball broadcasting, okay? And that will get you your, in Cooperstown, in the National Baseball Hall of Fame. Now, it used to be that the Frick Award rotated annually between a current major league market that's a team-specific announcer, um, the national voices, broadcasters whose contributions were realized on a national level, and then broadcaster beginnings, early team voices and pioneers of baseball broadcasting. So this takes us back to 2020, okay? And I am still very much angry about it. If you heard our last episode of the Fly the W podcast in 2020... It was, it was the current major league markets that was team specific. And, the, and there was two Chicago announcers that were up in 2020. It was Pat Hughes and uh, the old guy from the South side, right? The, the Hawkeroo, whatever. And, and, and all of a sudden I was, I was so hundred percent sure Pat Hughes had, it. I mean, he is an absolute hall of famer. We know this, but Hawk Harrelson got it over Pat Hughes in 2020 which absolutely infuriated me. And it still does to this day. I don't care what you say. There is no way that Hawk Harrelson gets in before Pat Hughes. None. I don't care how old he is. I don't care if he's, if he's dying. I don't care what. There is no way you tell me. There's no way that you tell me that, that, that Hawk Harrelson deserved to go into the Broadcaster Hall of Fame before Pat Hughes. Now, if you want to tell me he's a great character, da-da-da, for the game – I guess, you know, but so was Ron Santo. But Ron Santo wasn't a good broadcaster either. Neither was Hawk Harrelson. They were both characters. They were both funny, and they were both beloved by their fan bases. But if you're talking about funny, talented, brilliant at calling a game, you're talking about Pat Hughes, and it was a joke. Now, If those are the criteria, if that's the criteria that you just laid out, Crowley, then there is no doubt it is Pat Hughes. Now, I am no White Sox fan. But I do find, or I found, Hawk Harrelson entertaining. I found him good for baseball. And I found him good for what I do on a daily basis at the score. He was good radio. Okay, He made comments that made people laugh, cringe, cry, but react. 
okay, but react. Maybe, just maybe, it was because he was on his way out, and I think his lobbyist was probably who? Jerry Reinsdorf, very powerful man in baseball, very powerful guy. I think he helped push that through. He also pushed Harold Baines into the Hall of Fame. So just like I said, frustrating is all heck. But now there's been a new um, Ford for collection cycle where they're going to change things up a little bit. So there's going to be four years with a composite ballot of local and national voices whose broadcast uh, careers have extended into or are following the advent of the wild card in 94. And then every fifth year, um, you, you have a ballot of broadcasting careers that concluded prior to the wild card era. So I, it, can I just interrupt you? I'm sorry. Yeah. Can I, I mean, the, the, this, the, all of this number, I'm glad you've got all this down and, and before the wild card and after the wild card and before the juice ball and after chicks dig the long ball and after the steroid era and after you could put Vaseline, you know, if you're a hall of fame broadcaster, you're a hall of fame broadcaster. And I don't need, but every year they should elect someone if there is someone deserving in. I, it doesn't local, national, what you did in the, stop it, right? right? Just stop it. Every year, every year it should be up for a vote. And if somebody is eligible, then fine. I guess the only question would be, should the broadcaster have to be retired in order to be able to go into the Hall of Fame? And I would say you're going to say no. And I might have to think about that for a second. No, I mean, again, Harry Carey would have never gotten into the Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? And that that, that would have been a shame. Um, well, no, but it would have been after after he was done. I, he wouldn't have realized he had gotten into the Hall of Fame, but he would have gotten into the Hall of Fame, right? Right, I get that. But, but you know, part of the joy is be able to enjoy that moment with your family. I went... That, that's okay. I, you're right. I mean, I yes, but I just... I guess maybe there should be a minimum service. Maybe if I wanted to put some number on it, you had to be X number of years with a certain team or a national guy. But this whole like even odd year and wild card and then after the wild card and then play in game. And then, you know, I mean, it, it, that all, it just seems ridiculous and silly to me. All these so, little so what numbers. You're what you're describing is, is the way that it used to be. And so what I was talking about now is that now it can be pretty much anybody except for the fifth year. They try to find somebody that's kind of older to kind of make sure that those people aren't forgotten. Aren't forgotten and that, that, that's right. fine I, i'm okay with that fine you know i don't want anybody that should have gotten this and was overlooked to not get it even though those people are probably to your point earlier are probably no longer with us but listen i, I mean he, here's the thing if we look at this we've got 10 10 finalists in front of us uh, that we're looking at okay a couple of the guys that just for me personally i don't want to speak for you but just for me gary cohen is on this list he's a hall of famer tom hamilton he is the voice of the uh um the Guardians in Cleveland, if you're unaware, Hall of Famer. Pat Hughes, Hall of Famer. Ernie Johnson Sr., Dwayne Kuyper, Steve Stone, Hall of Famer. Dwayne Kuyper? Eh, you know, he was around the Cubs. Then where else has he been? Oakland for a while, right? Dwayne Kuyper down right. in Houston, maybe. But again, you know, Hall of Famers. Joe Castiglione, Hall of Famer. I mean, at least half of these guys at some point better get into the Hall of Fame. Right, you mean Steve Stone and Pat Hughes are both Hall of Fame broadcasters. Would you agree? Yes, absolutely. And I okay. think that that's why they changed it because they did that stupid three-year cycle. So when Pat Hughes didn't get it and um, Hawk Harrelson got in in 2020, he wasn't eligible again until 2020. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? 
And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Uh, 2023, which is this year. But that's that's now so gone if Pat, away. So if Pat Hughes gets in this year, you know, you know, if they're only going to put one in, you know who I think is going to get in? If I had a bet, if it, is this something I can go on DraftKings and bet on? I, don't I think know, Joe but... I, I think Joe Castiglione's going to get in. That's who I predict from this list is getting in. Joe Castiglione. That doesn't mean that Pat Hughes isn't, but I think I think Joe Castiglione is the one who's going to get in. Right, and and so you, you see, but at least the good thing is, let's say you're right, and it's not Pat Hughes, then he doesn't have to wait another three years again. You get what I'm saying right. now? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, and, and so that he, I that I agree right. with. I think that's a wonderful alteration to all of this. So that that's a good thing. But this whole idea of the the wild card era and the post wild card era and the local and the national and the pregame. I mean, are they going to have a pregame? You know, is Zach Zaidman and and, and uh, is he going to be a potential if he never has a full time job at this? Is Zach Zaidman doing the fifth inning, the pre and the post. Is that going to be an award someday? The pre and the post and the guy who gave these other Hall of Famers a break, he gets in the Hall of Fame. You know, I mean, saying, where do you draw the line? It's a little ridiculous. All I know is that Mark Grody should get some recognition because he used to have to deal with me during rain delays and on the way home calling into the post game on the score. Yeah, well, <laughs> and, you could be a, and you could be a Hall of Fame caller into pre and post games, Crawley. I would love that. And another thing <laughs> that, that I do love, Dustin, and I told our listeners I would report back is that I did go to Wrigley Field for the Winterland at Gallagher Way. And uh, I wanted to kind of just share a little bit about that with our listeners. Absolutely. Um, I want to hear about this. It was a lot of fun for me to be able to go down there. Like I said, anytime I have the ability to walk onto the hallowed grounds of Wrigley Field, I'm going to take that opportunity. Um, The thing I would recommend for this is, is because I'm a season ticket holder, it was a season ticket holder event. So they had people coming in starting at 10 and then they had different ships. And so I came at uh, like one, I think our shift was 1.30 to 3. So we got an hour and a half before they opened it up to the public at 3 o'clock. My recommendation is that you buy tickets online before you head down there. Don't buy them at the gate because lines are long. Okay. So if you Um, buy ahead, you get like a block like you did. Right. Well, you, you, you buy it. You don't, you get, no, you get to be there even longer. I don't think you have to leave it all. Um, where we had to leave because we technically didn't pay for anything. We got to do everything for free. Gotcha. And so get it beforehand. And then it goes to your uh, MLB mobile app, your mobile ticket app. So that's something that I would recommend uh, a lot. Um, if you have younger kids, I think going down, I mean, it's really cool to go down at nighttime because of what they do with the lights. It just looks phenomenal. Um, but the daytime is a lot of fun too. If you get some good weather, you take the kids. Um, Santa Claus is outside. You can bring your pets even to see Santa, but no <laughs> pets are allowed inside Wrigley Field. They have the Chris Kindle market all the way around, which it, it seemed to me was bigger this year. 
a lot more vendors. And then that's they, in the Gallagher Way section, Crowley. That's in the Gallagher Way, and that's free. Okay. So that's free. Now to go on any of the rides, like the carousel, which is in Gallagher Way, that costs money. Like I think they're like five dollar tickets, right? And then once you go inside Wrigley, it costs $5 to get a ticket to go inside of Wrigley. And then there's tickets that you have to buy to do all the different little events, right? So you have to rent ice skates. You have to, uh, you know, get tickets to go down. They have an ice tube where you go on a tube and you go down this little ice there. They had Tilt the World and Teacup rides. I think, like, for the rides, I think, honestly, it really is more like 6 to 10-year-olds, 5 to 10-year-olds, I would say, would probably be... Come on, you did the teacups. Just admit it, Crawley. I, I did not do the teacups. <laughs> you know, the, the lines were long. We did a lot of ice skating, and, and I took a lot of pictures. Um, they also have the ice on the bumper cars on the ice. Oh, cool. And that was super popular, but I would honestly say it really didn't look that fun. Okay. They were just kind Isn't of that something they did in the past? It wasn't that, didn't, was that out at Gallagher Way? I want to say they had that, but this is the first year it's inside Wrigley Field. Correct. They had the bumper cars before, but they just, I mean, like, honestly, you think bumper cars and you're thinking like how, how it would be in a fair and you're just flying around. Right. It didn't seem to me like either A, the people didn't know how to figure out how to use them or B, that they okay. moved really quick. Right. If you're telling me I gotta wait 45 minutes for that, eh, I don't know if it would be really worth it. I wouldn't recommend okay. it to our listeners. All right. Now, if you got some adult friends, I think it would be really cool. You can rent a chalet. I think it's like $60 a person or whatever. But you kind of get like, you get to kind of like, it, it's really cool. You like kind of like got a view outside of everything and you get like, I think like hot cocoa service and stuff like that. It, it seemed like something that would be cool to do, but you know, if you got the cash to spend and they have like a couple of carnival games, like, you know, shoot the basketball, pop a shot. And they got the, um, trying to hit the milk jugs off the, you know, from a distance with a, with a baseball and, and a couple other like ring tosses and stuff like that. But, but it was really, it's something fun, something memorable to do. They have a lot of great places you could take pictures. Uh, we went to Smoke Daddy's afterwards, but there's tons of places to eat around there that you can get some pretty good food. So um, I would recommend going if you haven't had the opportunity, if you've never been out there. It's, it's a lot of fun. And I think that it's even just to say you did it once. Like I've, I've been going down to Gallagher Way since they opened that up, the Winterland. Um, and, and now that it was at Wrigley, it was a lot of fun. But I was just, you know, I was thinking about my nephew and niece. My nephew's six and my niece is three. They would have been going crazy. Now, I went with two teenagers and they, they're like, no, nah, we don't want to do this or this. They, like, they spent like an hour and a half ice skating. They had a blast ice skating. You know what I mean? But I think if you got like three, four, five, six-year-olds, that, that's awesome. And then they also have like the little like things that you can kind of rent where like little penguins or something to keep you up if you're not that good of a skater. Gotcha. Sounds like fun. I definitely want to hit that before the uh, new year. Is that is it going to go through New Year, Crowley? Or? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They, they're okay. going to have that going through at, at least. I think they usually kind of close down around February. Okay, great. Awesome. Well, we will be back uh, any day now. There is going to be breaking Cubs news. If not now, by next uh, Monday, we will definitely have some news to report. But we'll be back at least one more time between now and then. That's a wrap. Season 1, Episode 52. The Cubs' winter of discontent is in the books. Hopefully it is not true to its billing, Crowley. We don't want a winter of discontent. Hope you have a great start in the rest of your week until we get back together. And don't forget to listen, download, review, share, and subscribe the podcast and follow our socials, Fly the W670 on Instagram and Twitter, Fly the W on Facebook. And you can email us at flythew670 at gmail.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story and one of the best 
stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. 